Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom with a life and career you love. Today, we're going to continue on uh, with what we talked about last Wednesday, and that is a review of that conference that I was at a few weeks back. That'd be HCON Small Business Conference. If you have never been to that conference, you definitely need to go. I will have a link for you in a couple of weeks. They are setting up a referral system so that I can send you a link to go there. Otherwise, you can go to edgeconusa.com. The tickets are super cheap right now as far as what they will ever be. They're just under $400, but they will rise up to about seven or $800. And if you want tickets, the cheapest they'll ever be, go to edgeconusa.com. Otherwise, you can wait till I get my referral link, and they'll be a little bit more expensive, but you'll get $25 off whatever that listed price is, and I'll get a little kickback as well. But anyway, we're going to dive right in because I've got a lot to cover today. So last week, I shared with you about several of the speakers, David Kaufman, Alicia West, Jim Cathcart, Dale Smith-Thomas. And I think that was all I got through. Um, today, I'm going to try to push through the rest of them. I don't know if I'll get all of them. I may save one of the speakers, who is my favorite, until last and do a, an episode just on him. But we're going to dive into starting with Ken Hartley, who is an awesome dude. He's a very good speaker. He's the MC of this conference and has been for a few years. He's... Like he's amazing. He's amazing. Really is. He's an illusionist. Super cool. He, he gets up there on stage and does all kinds of little tricks that make you think you're seeing something when he's doing something else. And he always brings out a lesson in that. So his speech was about belief. What, what you believe about yourself. Okay. He said, what do you believe about life? Self past, your potential, and your purpose? And do your actions prove what you say you believe about? A belief, if not acted on, is simply a wish. So you might say, I believe that I'm a good salesman, or I believe that I can do, you know, whatever the thing is. But if you don't act on it, it's not a belief. It's simply a wish. So do my actions move me closer to what I want and believe? Think about that for a second. Faith is to believe what you do not see. And the reward for faith is to see what you believe. But that only happens when we put into action what we believe or when we act on the things that we believe. If you can believe, all things are possible. And that is words from Jesus. Okay, Jesus himself said that. If you can believe, all things are possible. So all we have to do is believe and act on that belief, and anything is possible. That's that's truly amazing and inspiring to me. Over and over again, these speakers talked about the gifts that we have, that being your purpose, your passion, your talents, your personality, all of the things about you that were given to you in life or that you've worked on to, to acquire for yourself. That's things that you are able to do, not talking about physical possessions. And those gifts we either use or abuse. Okay, if you're not using it, you're abusing it. God gave them to you to use to make a difference in the lives of others. Now, Ken Hartley at the last EdgeCon 2022 came up with a completely new uh, speech presentation 
that uh, he had never given before. And this year he presented it again, but in a different way. He talks about the five roots, which are the same things as my keys to life, my keys to impact. But he says the source of our problems stems from our roots. And if your roots aren't right, then obviously you have massive problems. Our habits come from consistent actions, and those actions come from beliefs. And beliefs come from the roots. And here's the five roots that he gives. Spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, do those not sound exactly like what we talk about all the time? All the time. The spiritual being purpose. You know, what has God designed you for? The mental being the mindset that we talk about. Emotional having to do with the relationships in life. Physical being your health and financial being the wealth. Now he's very, he's, he presents it in a much better way than I can because he's had years to develop his message and I haven't. Obviously I'm not that great of a speaker, but I'm, I'm continually trying to level up my speaking skills. But he presents that in a, in a very, very good way. I just thought it was very synergistic how the things that I talk about you know, me, Ken Ash, I sit here and talk about my five keys to a life of impact. He comes up on stage in front of hundreds of people. He's a multi-million dollar speaker. Like he's spoken all over the world. And he talks about the five roots of life. And it's the exact same thing that I talk about. It was it was validating to me. I, I loved it. Our spirit is something or someone bigger than you. It's our purpose. Or why? That's the spiritual root. The mental root is the, the belief that we have about ourselves, about where we'll go. We need to focus on the what. Okay. So the spiritual is the why. The mental is the what. The emotional or the relationships is the who. The physical is the health and that is the how and financial. That's what keeps us supplied for how long. The, this is the way to impact, okay? I talk about a life of impact all the time. You know, your spiritual is how you'll impact people. The mental is what kind of impact you're going to create. Like what, what you're doing, where you're going. The emotional is who is going along with you. The physical is how you're going to accomplish it. And then the financial is how long will you be able to sustain that impact? What voices am I listening to? Am I listening to voices that are empowering or voices that tell me I can't do it and are disempowering? You know, are the voices saying I'm too young? I'm too old. I'm not good enough. I'm too good. I don't have anything to offer. I'm not as good as Ken Hartley. Success is for other people. What voices are you listening to? Remember in the last... In last Wednesday's episode, I mentioned that the theme of this conference was no limits. We can break limits that are really are self-imposed. Even if other people put limits there for us, they are self-imposed because we don't have limits. We serve a limitless God. So even if you think, okay, oh, I don't have time. You know what's amazing? We have the same amount of time as Bill Gates or as um, uh, Elon Musk. We have the same amount of time as those people, some of the wealthiest men in the world. How are we investing our time? How are they investing their time? 
right? You know, what about I don't have the education or the training? So many successful people dropped out of school before even graduating high school. Some of them, there's, there's very successful people that only had an eighth grade education. What if we don't feel like we're breaking through? Like, you know, or I don't, I don't even feel like doing the work. You know, we can't rely on our feelings. What if we have no willpower? You know, these are all excuses. If you don't have the willpower, then what is your why? Like, go back to the purpose. Well, what about if I'm afraid? You know, that's just another voice telling you. You know, lean into the fear, push through it. What if no one else thinks that I can do it? They don't need to think that you can do it. You can do it. What if I fail? You are going to fail. We will fail. You fail your way to success. That is the way to achieving your goal, is failing your way to success. Just look at Thomas Edison with the light bulb. He had over 10,000 tries before he created the one that worked. What about not enough money or resources? You know, there's countless stories out there of people who pushed through each and every one of these limits and created massive success. The next speaker was Dr. Nate Hearn, who was the head coach for the the football team in Texas that the movie Friday Night Lights was based on. He says that all of life and business is about relationships. Turning bad habits into good habits lead to success and significance, and significance is helping someone do, be, and have more than they ever thought possible. Significance will ripple through eternity, he says. That is at the core of everything I do. I I am passionate about pursuing significance. That is why I do what I do in life. That's why I've fallen out of love with my construction business. I, I really have because... I don't feel the significance there. I want something more. I want to help other people do, be, and have more than they ever thought possible. That is significance. You know, I've I've really been thinking lately since my grandma passed away about the significance of her life, the legacy that she left behind. And I talked about that two weeks ago. I'm not sure what episode that was. It was about six episodes back. And she... She created a life that will ripple through eternity. She had significance. Her and Papa had significance because of their offspring. They had 10 kids, like 55 grandkids and about 120 great-grandkids. And I don't know how big the next generation will be. I don't have that. My wife and I have not been able to have kids. And I long for that, yes. But because I've not been given that... I have to pursue significance in some other way. And so I do that through teaching and training and learning um, and implementing and helping other people do, be, and have more than they thought possible. Our actions can build up or they can tear down. You know, it takes the same effort to build as it does to tear down. So when you speak to somebody, when you, when you are around other people, are you building them up or are you tearing them down? So we need to shift our thinking, and other people's thinking into thinking outside of self. Most of the actions that we take are focused on self. If you can shift that focus to others and, and help them, build them up, that is being intentional about the legacy that we leave behind.
hey, we're getting through this in record time, but still have a lot to go through. Uh, David Kaufman again presented on uh, Saturday morning, and he talked about focusing on the abundance that we have rather than our lack. And he told a little story, and the per- the point of the story is fix the man and the world becomes right. So the, the story goes that there was a, a man who was working in his office one day, and he uh, his, his son came into the office and wanted him to play. He's like, Dad, come play with me. And so his dad thought for a second. He's like, look, I'm really busy, but hey, here is a picture of the world. He tore the picture out of the magazine. It's a picture of the whole world, and he ripped it all up into little pieces. And he said, go put the world back together, and when you bring that back to me, then I will, uh, I'll play with you. I'll take time off and play with you. So the little boy ran off, and in about five minutes, he came back. And it's like, here, Dad, I got it done. And the dad's like, whoa, how'd you do that so fast? And the boy said, Dad, look, I noticed that there was a picture of a man on the other side, and it was a lot easier to put the man together. So when I fixed the man, the world became right. And that is how we need to focus on impacting the world, is when we work on ourselves, on bettering ourselves, we fix the man, the world becomes right. And I love that story. It's super awesome. The next speaker was Dr. Marie Cosgrove. She had an amazing story, like super amazing. You had to be there to hear it. But she talked about stress, and everyone experiences stress. But how we view, manage, and respond to it changes how it affects us, okay? Is it is it stress, or is it just an alert, like saying, hey, fix this thing, focus on this thing. See, God gave us a sound mind. He gave us a sound mind. And if we allow those things to gnaw away at our mind, you know, that, that, that becomes that stress and then we become tense and angry. Then, then we go down the wrong path. She also said the brain can't tell the difference between what's real or vividly imagined. It can't tell the difference between what's real or vividly imagined. And that's why so many of the success gurus out there talk about really intensely imagining your future that you want to create. The next speaker was Gary, Doctor, not Doctor, it was Gary R. Blaster, who is a licensed financial professional. Okay. He's, he, he's done a lot with his life and he's actually developed, uh, a, a disc personality assessment that goes along or teaches you your personality, your financial personality. And I, it's not available yet, but I can't wait to take it. So we're talking about finance here. Financial success starts with me. If money could talk, what would it say about how I treat the money? You know, other people can, other people know how we treat them, but imagine if your money had a voice. Imagine if it had feelings and thoughts. What would it say about how you treat it? Would it say, boy, he really uses me well. He puts me in places where I can make an impact. Or would it say he spends me on little stupid habits that make him sick and that uh, negatively affect him? What would your money say about you? The number one thing that impacts our finances is ourselves. It's me. You know, if we have, if we want better finances, we need to have better stewardship. We need to steward the money better. 
Better finances give us better relationships and they give us better opportunities to grow and give. Money is relational. It's, it's connected. It's interconnected in everything we do. We need to un- think of money as, you know, differently than the little paper dollars or the coins that we have. The money in itself has no intrinsic value until we put it into action. And we need to think about where we're putting it into actions. It's a connector to do the things that we need to take care of our needs. But it can also do things that we don't need. You know, candy, junk food, cigarettes. It can do things we don't need. It's really, at its core, money is a mindset. And financial independence is a decision that I have to make for myself. I make that decision. He brought out a statistic that 64% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. In the wealthiest nation on earth, 64% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And that is a choice. That is a choice. It really is. Opportunities, he says, don't go away. They simply go to other people. <laughs> that that struck me when he said that. Opportunities don't go away. They go to other people. So here is a, uh, a few things. He, he gave a couple of steps. And um, I'm going to run through that. The personal steps to financial freedom. He Oh, one thing he said is dream so big that you set that you get uncomfortable telling small-minded people about your dreams. And hopefully they get uncomfortable with it as well. And if they try to drag you down, then you need to uh, maybe be around other people. Anyway, the personal steps to financial freedom. Number one is I have to own it. I have to take responsibility and be a student, not a victim. I have to own, I have to own it now. Like, it's, it's all up to me. You have to prioritize, recover, and be relentless in it. Number two, we have to remove our emotions or at least control our emotions around money. Pause and think before you buy something. And as much as you can, automate everything that's possible. Automate your bill pays. Automate your, all of your spending that you can. Automate your investment. You're, you're putting money aside for savings and retirement and all of that. Number three, you deserve what you tolerate. Okay, you deserve what you tolerate. So if you are spending money in all the little places, you're tolerating that. And little things that that don't make an impact in your life, that don't move you forward, you deserve that because you're tolerating it. We need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We need to create a tighter budget, new income streams, sell things that we have laying around the house, build new habits, like build better spending habits, build new uh, money-making habits, and we need to invest wisely. And then the last of all, number four, we need to understand our financial personality. There's a verse in the Bible that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So whether you think you can or you can't, you're right, and that ties directly into our financial lifestyle, our, our income, our spending habits. You know, as you think, so are you. So if you think small, you'll act small. If you uh, think paycheck to paycheck, you'll act paycheck to paycheck. But if you think bigger, you think outside of that, you'll find ways to grow. It might be $2 this week that you put into savings. It might be 
$100 this week that you put into savings, but that grows, okay? And if you can stick with that plan, make a plan, work the plan, stick to the plan. Dr. Lou Starrett was the final speaker. There, There is one more, but I'm probably going to do an episode only on the, on the other person. So the last one I'll talk about today is Dr. Lou Starrett. He, he talked about what ifs or if onlys. You know, what if onlys do I have in life? You know, if only I had been able to do this. If only I had that opportunity. If only this. You know, what regrets do we have? How, how do we approach things in our past? Do we approach that with an if only I had this? If only I was able to do that. If only I had more money. If only I had that opportunity. If only I had gotten a different degree. Those are regrets that we have. Escape, and those regrets cause us pressure. And escape is our number one solution to pressure. So when we try to escape, we're not helping the situation at all. And often that sends us into denial. Like, what am I avoiding? What am I trying to escape from and avoid? Then, then there's blame that comes next. You know, denial, escape, blame. Do I blame other people? Like, well, it's his fault. If, if, if he hadn't done that, or if they didn't do this, or it's because of that. I talked in uh, Finding the Next Level podcast this morning about accepting responsibility for your situation. We have to accept the responsibility in order to move out of the situation, in order to move beyond it and to push through it. So often we 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 get the thoughts and feelings of even if I try, there's just too many obstacles to overcome. That's where the responsibility comes in at. You know, you have to accept responsibility and move beyond the obstacles. Figure out what the obstacles are, find out who can help you move around them, and and what's it going to take to move around them. What am I allowing to enslave and defeat me? Okay. Is it, is it my finances? Is it a thing in my life, an addiction? Whatever that, whatever those are for you. Is it defeating you? Is it enslaving you? Is every time it rears its ugly head, you get beat down and knocked down and pushed back? What is that thing for you? You need to take responsibility for it. Stand up and be the master of it. Like, Push back. Defeat it. You can do it with God's help. No more rationalizing the thing away. You know, oh, well, it's my only vice. I'm, I'm pretty good other than that. Like, no more of that. Stand up. Plant your flag in the ground. Defeat the addiction or whatever the thing is that's, that's making so you're not living the life you want. Whether that's poor spending habits. Whether that's a, a cruddy job. Or, you know, whatever, whatever job you have or situation you're in, are you allowing it to enslave or defeat you? Do I fear failure more than I fear succeeding at something important? And that sounds ridiculous to most of us because we all want to be successful, especially at something important. That is the impact in life. You know, we want to impact the lives of other people. Do I fear failure more than I fear succeeding at something important? And oftentimes, yes. Oftentimes we do fear failing because, I mean, it, it seems ridiculous, but it's true. 
we fear or we fear failing less than we fear succeeding. So, you know, it's it's weird there. We can fear succeeding at something important or unimportant. <laughs> I'm going to read this again. Do I fear failure more than I fear succeeding at something unimportant? So what are you doing in life? Is it something unimportant? Would you rather go after the unimportant rather than the failure? You know, it might be possible to fail or I can just not try that and I'll just do something over here and be successful at something that doesn't make a difference in life. The purpose of our limitations is to drive us forward to abundance. He, he mentioned what they call fences forward. Dr. Lou Stared is a cowboy out in Oklahoma, and they put fences along, along the route that they're driving their cattle to push them forward to the abundance of an open field, to where they're feeding them, or to the stockyard. Our fences are, or our limitations are what gives us boundaries to focus on all the things that we do have, all the good things in life. So we need to switch our mindset from if only I had this or if only that had happened to only if. Only if I focus on what I have and push into that will I succeed. Only if I allow God to really fully develop me will I succeed. God doesn't want us to limit our challenges You know, we all have challenges, but he doesn't want us to to try to limit those. He wants us to challenge our limits. Think of working out. Like, when you go into the gym, you don't limit the challenges. You don't, you know, bench press only 50 pounds because that's easy. You put on the max. You do as much as you can. That is where the growth happens. Challenging your limits is where the growth lies. Don't limit your challenge. Challenge your limits. That's all I've got for today. I'd love, 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 love if you would share this episode with one friend, share it on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and tag me in it. I would love to see that. I I will retweet that. I, I comment on everything I'm tagged in, you know, if it's worthwhile. But especially if you share something of mine, I I love when that happens. I love making that impact on other people. Do good work.